then I'm using retinol because I'm there for anti-aging benefits. Totally. Um, but I will say, doing the research for this episode, I'm like, did someone say blackhead data? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right, welcome back to the Chemist Confessions podcast. I'm Gloria. I'm Victoria. This is a human conversations on all the skin science we talk about on the daily. Mm-hmm. And um, just a quick reminder for everyone: this is a new year, and in 2024, we are exploring this new format mm-hmm. of zooming in a little closer on a hot ingredient every week. So today, we're talking about adapalene. Yeah. Um, we should also mention that it seems like people really like this new format. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so great. I guess we'll keep going. I, I think the. Uh, last week my line about how like it's hard to know what we're gonna talk about every episode before <laughs> resonate with everyone so we'll, we'll stay on topic yeah so yes and today is about adapalene um which is great because first of all it's really the only otc retinoid for acne that we in the u.s can get our hands on so we definitely want to touch base on this um but first things first how about a really mini chemist confessions update um, what's going on on the chemist confession side, Gloria? What um, are we doing? I think we opened up 2023 by saying, Blank Slate is back in stock, guys, <laughs> and we will not be out of stock this year. We were so close. Yeah. It went out of stock in the holiday season. <laughs> but good problem to have. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we were, um, we definitely got a few messages inquiring very kindly about that. And uh, yeah, uh, it's back. It's back it's now, guys. It's back. Yeah. yeah. So um, check it out. If you're new to us, if you're uh, if you've never used our product before, go find out why this is our top seller and why it's been sold out so many times. <laughs> it will not be not. out of stock anymore not. this year. Not, not. You heard it here first. <laughs> yes, but um, check it out. And if you want to try our products or try out Blank Slate, please use our new promo code CC Podcast twenty twenty four for fifteen percent off your first purchase. Awesome. All right, let's get into adapalene. And first things first, we obviously have to do an intro on. What the heck is even adapalene? Uh, adapalene, like we briefly mentioned, it is the only OTC retinoid that you can get. Um, people might think of retinol being referred to as OTC. That is incorrect. OTC products come with a drug facts label. Adapalene you can get at any drugstore. Um, probably the most common one is different. Um, so you can buy a drugstore at 0.1%. And we should also mention, because someone did call out on us using acronyms, OTC means over the counter. Right. <laughs> Sometimes we just keep going and we don't think about it too much. And our lovely video editor, AJ, will also put it in the banner here. Thanks, AJ. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Yes. So um, it's actually really great that Adapalene is offered as an OTC. It has some really great data um, in terms of um, treatment for acne. All right. So one of the things to know is that Adapalene is often tested in combination with other existing acne treatments. Um, So that's actives like benzoyl peroxide, BPO, and antibiotic clindamycin. And on top of that, it has a really interesting mechanism um, in terms of its retinoid receptor. So um, the theory is that because Adapalene is one of those special retinoids that does interact directly with your uh, retinoid receptors, just like tretinoin, but it actually only interacts with more specific types of retinoid re- receptors, whereas tretinoin kind of gets them all. Mm. And what that means is the theory is that because of that, it's a more targeted acne treatment and it's especially good. And there are some studies that, yeah, so it can be even better for your chromodontal acne, like your blackheads, your mm. whiteheads. Um, so I thought that was a really interesting, uh, really interesting mechanism behind adapalene. 
Totally. Yeah. So on top of that, I think what's also interesting and something to keep in mind is adapalene is what they call the third generation retinoid. Mm-hmm. Um, this is because we know that retinoids inherently are unstable. And that is one of the benefits of adapalene is it is tested and found to be more stable than tretinoin. And so I just think that's like an interesting note on that. Yeah, so that's why a lot of the drama or like no-nos you might hear about Trent, mm-hmm. like don't use it during the day, it might degrade in light, this and that. That doesn't really apply to adapling. It's pretty good for, uh, it's easy to use in combination with other active yeah. and fit in your routine wherever. Totally. So yeah, but the million dollar question that we want to address in the meat of this episode is adapling sound really great and all. But what about those other retinoid benefits like anti-aging, yeah. hyperpigmentation? Can I use adapling for those? We'll be back after this short message. Are you a skincare junkie or just a Chemist Confessions fan? We have fans. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been feeling like skincare needs a voice of the people, we agree. For the past three years, we've been recruiting passionate mm-hmm. skincare users to join our product incubator and get their feedback on the latest and greatest we've been working on. Yeah. So far, we've had four very successful launches come from this initiative. So if you're interested in joining, care to share your skincare history with us, want to test our lab creations, and honestly just get a say in our final launches, please head to our website and look for our incubator page to sign up. We're excited to have you be part of the Chemist Crew. Let's dive into the meat and the burning question of the episode. Can adapting be used for anti-aging just like tretinoin? Mm. And when we get this question, we're like, mm, can be very complicated. Yes. I'm sure you guys are just looking for Yes or no, but <laughs> but there's always more. You only get it after the explanation. <laughs> yes. So basically, we decide to you know do a deep dive into adapling, yeah. and if there's one, one of the most indicative types of studies where we're looking for is has it been benched directly with tretinoin? Mm-hmm. Like we mentioned in episode one of the season or of this year, um, tretinoin is the gold standard, mm-hmm. the kind of the topical granddaddy that started it all. Mm-hmm. So um, we look at it for comparison, uh, the comparative studies with tretinoin. And also, if adapling has been looked at outside of acne at yeah. all. Yeah. And we'll be honest, in terms of the comparison of tretinoin, it's actually, there is some decent data, which is great for us. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's this one paper that Gloria found um, where they actually had subjects, they actually had 297 subjects test out with 0.1% adapalene. So that's actually the concentration you can get at OTC level um, versus a 0.025% tretinoin. Um, these retinoids once daily for 12 weeks. Um, and in this study, they're actually treating for acne. I know we talked about anti-aging, but we did want to just share one of these, what we find to be a pretty solid comparison of the two. And through this, they tested for both um, looking at inflammatory and non-inflammatory lesions. This is important in acne because there's differences with um, uh, inflammation can really aggravate and kind of almost uh, worsen your acne breakouts. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good thing to know. Um, and they did find that um, both found, were found to be effective. And in fact, adapalene was shown to be significantly more effective than tretinoin here. Um, and another notable thing here was that there was uh, less adverse events um, with adapalene use versus tretinoin. So these are kind of the two te- takeaways at these concentrations. I love this paper because it talked about adapalene at that OTC 0.1%. Yeah. So Again, um, tretinoin is always prescription only. Mm. So if you want to try uh, try out different, just know that it's been benched against a 0.025% tretinoin. <laughs> What's super exciting is there's actually a paper that does look at adapting bench directly against tretinoin in the realm of anti-aging. Yes. We love retinoids as a topic because they're pretty much a paper on 
almost any paper, uh, almost any question you may have.、Mm. Um, so this is really great, and it's even a pretty long-term study. There's 128 women in、uh, in the study, so about you say, yo, about 60 somewhat in each group.、Mm. One group used 0.3 percent dapling, so、mm. now we're talking about prescription level dapling. Bench against a 0.05 percent level、mm. tretinoin. So this is、uh, a two very common prescription levels for these two ingredients. And they used this for 24 weeks, which is、um, twice as long as the first study. So that's fantastic. The conclusion from the study directly is just simply it's on par. But、mm. let's take a closer look at the results. Um, um. <laughs> first of all, I present these <laughs> the creepiest clinical pictures in the history of clinical pictures. Um, Victoria, <laughs> describe to people who are not watching but just listening what these pictures look like. We should preface with <clears throat> clinical studies when they share visual images, they will sometimes bar out the eyes just to give anonymity to some of these subjects.、Um, but the way they go about barring the eye, like blackening the eyes out, is like a very sometimes artistic approach. And what you see here are they have essentially put circles on each eyeball. Um, and with no rhyme or reason or measurement, it seems like so you've got、uh, dots here that aren't actually even、Lined、aligned <laughs> on the same level. They're not even leveled,、um, and it's just it's it's a horror picture. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they tasked some very disgruntled intern or entry level employees. I black out the eyes. Like, okay, <laughs> it's just rude. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like if I am a participant in the study, yeah, I would want to read that disclosure form much close,、yeah. like closer. Just I don't want to look at myself turn into、yeah. that. Like holy crap! Like if you saw your face in this published paper like this, I don't know. This is uncool. And you know she's wearing a hairnet, and I mean it's just unfair. It's terrifying. Yeah, but I will say. The before and after picture definitely made us raise our brows.、Um, this one, this before, for other reasons aside from the、that. terrifying.、Yeah. <laughs> so in the picture、um, between visit one and visit twenty four,、mm. she is like a solid three shades dark- darker. Like she will not be able to use the same foundation between week zero yes, and week twenty four. Completely. I think she must have gotten a spray tan or something, but. I just yes,、yeah, it's, it's I would. It's interesting that this is used as like the best example for this yeah, paper. Yeah, exactly. It made me kind of raise a brow a little bit、yeah. at the um at the results. I can imagine they picked it because it does look dramatic,、yeah. but the skin tone difference for me is like it's not realistic. It's not going to be、mm. super whitening per se. This can be a result of just different seasons. Because twenty three twenty four weeks is pretty long time,、mm. and also it could be because. With the protocol, they start using sunscreen,、mm. and this participant might not have ever used a sunscreen before, <laughs> just because of how tan she is. But I will say from the pictures, what you can see is that、um, in the side view, that model pigmentation、mm-hmm. seems to have gotten better. Yeah, her lines, in a way, actually looks a little worse, like the forehead lines. But again, it could be because the pigmentation is a little different.、Um, it's it's hard to say if fine lines and wrinkles are actually improved here. Yeah. And one fun fact about taking these photos: it's actually very difficult to take、mm-hmm. um, very consistent photography over time.、Um, one example here you can see is、um, on the at the twenty-four weeks, she's actually raising her eyebrow, so it it looks like she has more wrinkles, yeah, or their wrinkles are more severe since the first week. But that's actually just because you know sometimes they have to tell participants to relax, you know, move their chin forward or back. All of that can affect、mm-hmm. um, the photo. So it's just something to keep in mind, and why like 
it, it can be really hard if you only look at before and afters, which is why we're going to look at the measurements. Yeah. Fun side note, both Victoria and I have taken these video images of <laughs> our faces. Yeah. It's really hard. Like even the most subtle change, mm -hmm. like you don't realize how like when you're in there, if you're a little nervous and mm -hmm. your face tense up, mm -hmm. um, how that would change everything. Yeah. Or if you just lean down just a little bit, it, it uh, it changes the data completely. Totally. So um, anyway, we're going to look at the numbers. Yep. They did these really, really confusing looking bar graphs. But if, <laughs> we'll put this on the screen. Yes. Long story short, this is um, um, expert assessment mm -hmm. of their skin condition. Mm. They look at things like um, just global assessment on photo aging. So anything from pigmentation, lines, and like sagging, they look at it as a complete picture. Mm -hmm. And then they also zoomed in and looked at difference in um, periorbital wrinkles around mm -hmm. the eyes. And then they also looked at um, specifically pigmentation compared to the baseline and then differences in forehead wrinkles. And what we're looking for is we want the green bar to be smaller mm -hmm. as time goes on because green means it's baseline. Mm -hmm. And then colors like uh, blue and yellow should be improving because these, are, uh, these means that it's getting better over time. So basically, if you're looking at the bottom half of the graph, those colors mean that they're improving. And on the left side, you have results from a dappling. And on, on the right side, you have results from Trent Nowen. I'm going to be honest, this is a very creative way of showing the data, but this is very unconventional. It took me a 15 <laughs> minutes to be like, okay, what am I looking at? <laughs> yeah, this is a rainbow bar. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah. we will spare you of the details. We'll yeah. put the graphs up. You can squint at it with us if you would like. <laughs> but long story short, a dappling and Trent Nowen does seem to be trending the same direction, especially in the global assessment mm -hmm. part. But what's interesting is when it comes to periorbital wrinkles mm -hmm. around the eye, tretinoin seems to be doing much, much better. You'll see that um, light blue bar at the bottom, that expansion is just much more dramatic than adapling, mm -hmm. um, which I find interesting because um, eye area concerns is an art of its own. It's yeah. very difficult. So adapling here doesn't seem to perform as well as on tretinoin just on that metric. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And we should also mention irritation as well. Yeah, um, uh, like Victoria mentioned, in the 0.1% dappling study, it seemed to be much less irritating mm -hmm. than tretinoin. But in this 0.3% study, what's interesting is irritation level and the number of irritation incidences seem to be on par, um, even, even on the severity of these irritations. So we should mention that um, there, there are a lot more studies than this one. Most studies seem to mention that it's less irritating than tretinoin, yeah. but do not jump into it thinking that, oh, that's van vanilla retinoid. I'm not going to get any irritation. You're still going to get some of those classic ones. No, that's a really good point. And I think the other thing I was going to mention is um, one thing that I noticed when we were looking at our tretinoin clinicals was that a lot of the irritation um, really looked at was from the onboarding period of like one to two months. Mm -hmm. But then once they actually, I feel like, it's also partially why the tests were up to six months because yeah. it, once these subjects kind of acclimated, I feel like irritation wasn't actually all that bad mm -hmm. by the six month. And mm -hmm. I just think that's like an interesting anecdote to keep in mind and probably can explain why, like when you do this comparison, like by the six month time point, users are probably for the most part pretty okay with that percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. What I really love about the study is is that they actually also um, took skin biopsies. Yeah. So they kind of explored what was going on in the deeper layers yes. of skin. And this one to me is really interesting because adapling seemed to be trending in the same direction as tretinoin. Mm. So your shram corneum, which is the outer, outer, outermost layer of your skin that's mostly dead, for both, of, um, for both groups, 
it, that kind of thinned out a little bit over mm-hmm. 24 weeks, which makes sense. Your skin turnover is very high. So that layer of dead cells just gets a little bit thinner. <laughs> deeper layers of your epidermis is actually getting thicker over mm-hmm. time, which is consistent with the fact that your collagen type 1 density is yeah. also going up over right. time, which I think is the the yeah. spec that, that everyone, everyone cares about. Yeah. <laughs> so it, for both groups, they are trending in the right direction. For these type of data, I will say the punch biopsy, this one wasn't super clear to me in the paper and how many subjects that they mm. did this on, but um, usually it is, uh, it is statistically significant. But I will say that it's um, based on the data, we can say they're trending in the same direction, but it's hard to say which one's better per se. Mm, yeah. And I think um, one thing, if those of you don't know what punch biopsies are, they're actually um, are cutting a small sample of skin from subjects. So thank you, subjects. Um, and do a histological analysis mm-hmm. where they look at the layers of the skin and just they're just looking for any sort of markers and they're taking measurements to see, you know, over time, is there any changes? And so it's really hard actually Mm -hmm. to find any sort of punch biopsy sample for normal skincare ingredients. Um, But punch biopsies are very cool. They can tell us a lot of things that you just cannot get through instrumentation Mm -hmm. or clinical grading. So great stuff. This is kind of exciting and Mm -hmm. kind of show that adapting could work as an anti-aging ingredient could. Interesting. <laughs> and then the catch here is it is at that 0.3 level. So if yes. you go and buy that OTC 0.1%, are you getting inflation benefits? <laughs> Me. Yeah. And, you know, with that, there is a third study that actually looked at another um, 0.3% adapalene gel for photo aging parameters. Um, and this was also tested for six months. Um, and through that, they um, did clinical grading to look for things like wrinkles, forehead wrinkles, periorbital periorbital wow. <laughs> wrinkles um as well as uh tool hydration um and the works know, yeah just the general works through that we should say that through all of that they did find that there was significant improvement um in the clinical grading of wrinkles on top of that well the thing that we should note here is that they also did measure skin thickness but did not find a significant improvement there's a slight improvement, but not significant. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that adapalene was well tolerated overall. So we should mention this is just another added study um, to the second study that we can keep note of. Yep. So great. We have a lot of data that we just threw at you. Yep. What is the takeaway here? <laughs> we will say that overall, the bad news here is we couldn't find any data on 0.1% adapalene. So for your OTC, um, different gel and whatnot, we wouldn't think of it as an anti-aging product. Just yet. Just yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure a lot of these studies are fairly new, done in the 2010s and mm. even in the 2020s. Mm. So we will say probably more is being done right now to see what 0.1% adapting can do outside of acne. Yeah. Um, 0.3% seem promising. Mm-hmm. But again, the catch here is that's a prescription level. How you get it is not going to be very different than your tretinoin. can be a bit of a hassle. And we will say that right now, looking at all the data, um, if you're looking for retinoids, specifically for anti-aging, I will wager that retinol is even better than adapling here. That's, yeah, and that's strictly looking at the data. It's mm-hmm. just been tested more under those parameters. Mm-hmm. So right now, you know, just to kind of sum, sum up what Gloria is saying is like that 0.1% adapling is still a mystery on performance. We don't know. In theory, yes, like all retinoids, it should work. But, you know, the question is, you know, if it does only um, interact with specific mm-hmm. retinoid receptors, are these receptors actually helpful for anti-aging? 
still not too sure. And then on top of that, um, we just don't know in terms of um, it just hasn't been studied well enough to really know. Yeah. Yeah. That said, if you are if you have acne and if you're yeah. looking for a retinoid to explore, we still think, you know, that 0.1% OTC level is a wonderful place to start before you even head to the dorms. Totally. So what we will say just to kind of conclude on, you know, this question is it's almost too early for us to say, but Gloria and I will continue to monitor to see if there are any new clinical tests that come out in regards to the anti-aging side. Um, but otherwise, if you, let's say, are using a retinol mm -hmm. and feel like, oh, adapalene should be stronger, which yeah, means I yeah. might get some better anti-aging mm -hmm. uh, benefits. We would not go down this avenue. Yes. There's no reason to swap out and switch yeah, that's over. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. So hopefully that answers that question. We're going to take a quick break. All right. <laughs> In the meantime, instead of a chemist confessions plug, how about an animal fun fact? You thought I was going away, but no, no, no. We Ew. love our animal, animal fun facts way too much. AJ wants us to get rid of this and we will not. <laughs> so today's animal fun fact. Did you know platypus? feed their babies via their fur um that's right they don't have nipples uh milk oozes into the grooves of their skin and babies will just lick at the fur um it doesn't sound very hygienic it's um, not. but uh the good thing is milk actually has some pretty powerful antibacterial proteins that help protect the baby from illness and is actually being looked at as a potential antibiotic and before you find platypus milk in your skincare product. <laughs> <laughs> the vegans are like, ah! Yeah, oh. <laughs> we'll say that's super duper interesting. And um, I wonder if that is easier on the platypus moms. Yeah. Wow. Kind of gross. I don't know. If you're a breastfeeding mom, how does you feel? I, I have her horror stories on breastfeeding. <laughs> but if... It's if, not fun. Yeah. <laughs> If the milk collects in only specific grooves of skin, I can see it being a little bit more comfortable than like, you know, just the horrors of breastfeeding. So you just lie there and the kid's just like, actually, that sounds really <laughs> mortifying to you. Never mind, I take that back and it sounds like laundry days is going to be horrifying. So yeah, you know what? Nipples are great. <laughs> and that's a break. <laughs> All right. And to wrap up this episode, and to wrap up this episode, we're going to talk about some of our top tips on using and integrating adapling into your skincare routine. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so OTC adapling, um, it typically comes in gel form. I think in prescriptions, you sometimes might find it as a cream as mm -hmm. well. It's simply, yeah. So usually it's just a suspension um, in a gel base. Mm -hmm. um, and what we will say is when you are shopping for adapling, it really doesn't matter too much which um, brand you're buying adapling from probably just recommend whatever you can get a discount on. Yeah, Difference probably the most common mm -hmm. one. Um, I believe La Roche-Posay <laughs> has one with adapling. So Proactive, I think, has one. Yes, well. yes. And the reason why it doesn't quite matter is because as an OTC ingredient, it's been studied a lot. There are some rules to formulating with these products, and ultimately it's pretty stable. Mm -hmm. So most of these will, will do the job. Um, in terms of how you're applying it, um, in what order, um, we actually would still recommend applying that soothing serum before you apply adapalene. Um, just, you know, adapalene, even though it's supposed to be uh, more gentle than tretinoin, mm -hmm. um, it doesn't mean you're not going to get side effects. Yeah, so, you're absolutely still going to get some shedding, yeah. redness, maybe stinging, depending on how your skin, how your skin likes retinol. Exactly. So 
we recommend that as a tip, but ultimately it really doesn't matter too much um, what order you're applying dapolene, you know, if it comes first or after your serums, no big deal. Um, but do apply it before any of those balms and moisturizers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing that we would like to absolutely recommend is the combination with benzyl peroxide for all you acne users out there. Yeah, benzyl peroxide is a great combination to use with your retinoids in general. Mm -hmm. There's a drama with tretinoin saying that it's not this combination isn't stable, though new age tretinoin formulations have addressed this issue. With adapling, you can rest even easier that this is not going to be an issue in terms of active stability. In addition, this uh, combinations have been studied in conjunction. And they really just like bring the best out of each other. Yes. Synergistic effects. If you're wondering what that means, it means one plus one doesn't mean doesn't equal two. It means like a equals three and four and added benefits here. Mm -hmm. um, and they've actually found they're even looking at it as um, scar prevention for mm -hmm. acne as well. So we highly recommend um, if you are looking to build up your acne routine with this guy to consider trialing a BPO benzyl peroxide and you don't need a lot of it. I think that's the biggest thing to remember about BPO is you do not need 10%. That is such a 90s thing yeah. that we've all had to endure with our bleached clothes and sheets and towels and we no longer need that, those kinds of concentrations. Look for a lower one to start. Mm -hmm. And we have to say this for every retinoid episode <laughs> yep. or just any skincare episode. Please <laughs> definitely use this with sunscreen. Yeah. Use sunscreen on the daily even when it's maybe cooler weathers so if you're going outside it's just always a good idea um that is a no-brainer anti-aging thing to do yeah. and also it helps prevent sun damage from your lovely new retina retinized <laughs> your new skin that's undergoing retinization um yeah. it just helps protect that those new juicy cells and collagen totally all right um and i should i should add i have used adapalene in the past um i've also used tretinoin as well i will say i still had a little bit of a skin acclimation period when mm -hmm. i started adapalene with dryness and flaking i didn't actually deal with redness but i don't get red too often actually and i will say that you know probably um which one would i prefer hmm. you know i in terms of acne i think i've seen success with both mm -hmm. um I find that 0.1% adapalene is really great for managing acne. Mm -hmm. I would say like if I were dealing with severe breakouts, I probably um, would actually head to the derm and get the hard stuff. <laughs> but, <laughs> but in terms of general acne maintenance and breakout maintenance, I think 0.1 is great. Yeah, I have a hard time with retinoids yeah. and I, I'm pretty dry, so I'm not very acne prone. So I've never felt the need to use adapalene. Yeah. If I'm using a retinoid, if I'm suffering through the first two weeks to a month of acclimation, yeah. then I'm using retinol because I'm there for anti-aging benefits. Totally. Um, but I will say, doing the research for this episode, I'm like, did someone say blackhead data? <laughs> Even though I have dry skin, sometimes my nose area yeah. gets that really gnarly, really difficult to get rid of blackhead, just complete pasture of strawberry seeds. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for me... So visual. <laughs> so for me... Post-pregnancy, I would definitely want to, I would definitely try out adapling yeah. and I will report back with findings on this podcast on how irritation was for me. Yeah, that's adapling. what I was going to yeah. say. I was like, the irritation factor, I'd be curious to know. Yeah, because I have, I've definitely had really terrible experiences with retin, uh, yeah. retinol. <clears throat> this is a bit of a side note, but I've definitely used retinol and gotten a little too brave. Where during the acclimation period, I feel like using it every other day. Mm. I'm like, oh, I think that's fine. And I use like, 
and then I'll use it on back to back night, and next day I'm like, it burns, water yeah. burns, my cleanser burns, yeah. everything burns. Yeah. So yeah, we'll report back with findings there. Totally. So that wraps it up for our Dapolene focus. If you have any questions, where can they reach out to us, Gloria? You can find us on our website at chemistconfessions.com. You can always DM us your questions on Instagram at chemist.confessions. You can also comment directly below on this video and we will see you guys next week. Yeah, what are we talking about next week? So the retinoid training will continue and we have to wrap it up on our favorite cosmetic retinoid, retinol. Uh, so, yes. I feel like there's just so many burning questions on retinol. I don't even know which, where to Yeah, start. our retinol focus episode last year did very well, mm -hmm. and but there's just more and more questions that came <laughs> afterwards. So we'll do We're another like, closer look at that one. Yeah, but otherwise, thank you guys for listening. We will see you next time. Bye.